Hi, and welcome to the Diablo Podcast. Your home for Diablo diehards, Diablo tryhards, casual and hardcore alike. Uh, I am your host, Xanth, and today you can look around the, the screen if you happen to be watching, or I'll just introduce everybody verbally if you're listening on uh, Apple. If you're listening on Apple, drop a review, please. I'm saying that early and not late. Uh, but I'm not joined by Nineball. I brought in two ringers, two Diablo partners, uh, and Max Roll enthusiasts, writers, streamers, uh, to help take his place. And of course, let's start with the one we already know, the notable nerd words. Hi. Hello. Coming back continuously, he does not say no. I am not scared him away yet. We have Macro Bioblock. I did have to say no one time, but luckily there was another spot. <laughs> Come on, man. You could just, you would have looked even better. And uh, first time guest, but hopefully not scaring him away. Lucky Luciano. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I've been a big, big fan of the podcast for a while now, and I'm uh, excited to be on my, my first one. So I think before we get into it, um, lucky you haven't been here before for anybody who has or is not familiar with you where can they find you what do you bring into the table um and uh yeah basically give us your life story yeah so um i uh, i've been streaming for a couple of years now i started in uh modded diablo 2 project diablo 2 uh quickly took off from there uh currently uh, i stream on twitch i put uh, youtube's on video <laughs> videos on youtube and uh I um, am playing the Rogue um, mostly right now. So I, I play a lot of the Rogue class. If you're interested in that, come on by. But uh, if, if you have questions of any other class, I'm probably not the guy for it. But uh, we have good fun. And, and uh, I'm a theory crafter at heart. Did a lot of theory crafting in Diablo 2. Uh, and I've kind of taken that same mindset into, into D4. And uh, I've been having fun with it. And I think uh, with you at Rogue, Macro at Necro, Nold words that's from sort of himself and Druid. We're just one class shy of hitting on everything. Though I would <laughs> state I'm the only one in this group who does not have a hundred lit yet, so I wouldn't take my advice on anything. Uh, so before we get into it, uh, we are brought to you by PureDiablo.com, your home for an expansive wiki and ever-growing community, and of course, this podcast. Uh, the wiki is currently 100% up to date, probably being filled right now with all the new goodies that are uh, populating with all the news that we will eventually discuss. So head on over and take a look at that with any of your season three questions and needs. So gentlemen, uh, I, I'm not going to take credit for this terminology, but I have loved it since I heard it. Um, we are in season three, the season of constructive criticism. Um, we were talking just pre-show. This season, it is uh, for you, Leviathan. It's Wednesday, January 31st. The season came out last week, Tuesday, and it has already felt like a month. Um, so let's start there. It's Tuesday. You're excited season three is coming out. You're pumped to play. Uh, what was your initial reaction to season three? Sorry. 
Uh-oh, Mac, I think you want to Oh, yeah, it. no, 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 I'm being nice, and I forgot to unmute. Uh, well, that kills the momentum a little bit. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I'm going to be that guy that, you know what, like, you know, call me a bootlicker, it's fine. I just liked doing something in an ARPG that wasn't just holding down right-click and whole screen go boom. Um, I liked doing anything else. Some of them sucked out loud. The fire one that knocked you back three times into fireballs that then knocked you back and then killed you before you could act? Not super great when you don't have infinite unstoppable. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I realize this isn't something new, right? Like, this isn't a brand new thing they're bringing to the table. I really enjoyed it, and I, I enjoy it now better that it's been buffed, but obviously we'll get to that in a little bit. I had a great time actually at the start of season uh, season three as well. Um, class I played previously, with Twisting Blades, was nerfed pretty hard, and and it gave me an opportunity to really think of a new build that I hadn't played before. And I'd been playing Twisting Blades for so many seasons, having a fresh start on what felt like almost a whole new class. Playing a range rogue versus a, a melee rogue was really fun, really exciting for me. Generally, I would prefer to see more you know buffs rather than nerfs like like twisting blaze was was handled but i had a lot of fun at the start of the season for that reason and if we're talking specifically about the season mechanic i thought they tried to do something different this season which i appreciated whether or not it went well is besides the point i think i mean the fact is that they're trying and seasons one and two the mechanics felt very similar to me you did a dungeon-esque kind of activity and you gained powers for yourself. You know, you were always buffing yourself. This, it's kind of different. You're, you know, you have the companion that's in the game. I'm hoping that they use this data to maybe get, you know, a mercenaries or something down the road and, and um, implement something something further. And then they've made the dungeons a little bit more dynamic with the traps and everything. And, and you know, I have my complaints, but for the things that they did right, I like that they're trying new things for Diablo 4. Maybe they're not new for ARPGs, but they were new for Diablo 4 and it was it was I saw it as a big difference from the season 1 and 2 mechanics. So Yeah, I actually completely agree. So I was a big fan of the season um when it started. I mean, number 1 from a lore standpoint, like going into like the, all this Herodric lore and like dealing with Ayushan and and the stuff with with Zoltan Cool, the idea that he's been like down here and thinks that it's just like Zoltan Cool's just around the corner, his homies just hanging out down the street. Uh, when it's been like a very long time and he's obviously dead now um, that was all really cool and, and I, I really thought that the idea of the environment being possessed rather than a person or, or, or something else being uh, you know being possessed like the idea that these dungeons are possessed and trying to kill you was really cool I thought it was an interesting idea I think the companions are cool too um, obviously they weren't super impactful off the bat but that's the point of an ARPG is to grind for power um, so I was okay with that right I was okay with where it was I could kind of see where it was going um, you know, looking at you know a lot of the various sites, Max Roll, Pure Diablo, all that that had like all the stats for everything when it was maxed out. So you had something to kind of chase and go for. Um, and, and like like you guys said too, not just clicking and smashing a whole screen felt good, right? Like I was actually using WASD controls to like micro around traps and stuff, and it was nice. I was using the Pearl Awardings and things like that. So yeah, I really enjoyed it off the jump. Uh, my biggest knock on it was that it was on a Tuesday and I had to work. So that was like my biggest problem with the season. But, you know, quality of life for our developers. So I'll sacrifice for them. You know, I'm so magnanimous in that way. But yeah, that was my biggest knock. I was having a blast right off the start. So it, it, it seems like the general consensus, and I will wholeheartedly agree with everyone, right? That I was having fun. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit on this Diablo podcast, I was having fun in a Diablo game um when did you hit a point of friction so 
that's it was almost um, immediate. There was a point of friction that I think happened. There are two points of friction. First, there was the braziers uh, that blocked people from Those were annoying. the 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 companion, um, which you know it's a bug that happens. But the outcry wasn't as much about that. It was a little bit down the road as people were were feeling more of the frustration with the companion. Did you guys hit that point that uh, of the sentiment that was happening within the I don't want to say the general community, but within the the loud part of the community? De- uh, definitely. Uh, the 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 companion was, for all intents and purposes, pretty worthless. The way that they implemented it in the first iteration. I mean, you could you could get it to buff you a little bit. Maybe that that was really the only benefit it had. It wasn't contributing much. And and based on how you are scaling, like your player power is scaling, the way that the construct was implemented, it would not scale at the same pace as you you needed so many of those dang stones to level up even just even just one level i I think right now it's like the level nine or ten of that construct was the same amount it it had cost to level it's like level two or something in in the start so just the the player progression it didn't make sense your construct didn't keep up with your power level as you progress so the only thing you could do is really have it buff you and then we're back to season one and two where you're just you're just buffing yourself and and you're the you're the star of the show your your companion's there it's not really contributing much and uh and then that that was kind of disappointing and then um y- you know just some of the issues with the actual vaults themselves and having that last room with tons of the most mobs you'll ever see in the dungeon and they don't give xp they don't give loot it's like this has been one of the things in Diablo 4 for so long that people have not liked and you make that the star room of your new mechanic dungeon, and that just kind of, I think, fell short for me. So those those would be some some points that that I would make. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree. Like, I'd, no notes. <laughs> That's the same same exact <laughs> feeling. You know, eventually you got to a point where it's like, okay, this is taking quite a like. It reached a point where you were doing you were either doing vaults the whole way up, like <laughs> as you were leveling in the mid game. And you were still gonna be way behind your glyph and, and character progression. Um, you know, you'd be getting to where your glyphs were hitting 15, but your your tuning stones were still like level three and four if you were lucky. Um, you know, to to get the ones you you wanted to use and you were currently using. I will say though that during the leveling process, there was an impact from like using the non like flack of adrenaline and tempest stones, right? Like using gripping stones when you were level 15 and 20 was fun, like pulling things in and like doing different things, but you know, like everything, as difficulty gets gets higher, um, what's feasible or possible for them kind of narrows a bit. So, yeah, same same as Lucky, right? It reached a point where it was like, okay, it's a little bit of a slog. So I think the change was good, and obviously the progression's moved a lot faster. So the, so here's the funny part. I literally didn't even try to level up my Seneschal until after the buff came out. Um, I, like, I, I ran a couple dungeons, I got a sense of what it was taking. I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, I know I need to go get a Starless Skies, and I this robot isn't doing anything right now. <laughs> and I seemingly will never make it do anything. So I, we just, I, I have a friend that I play with. He's one of the mods in my chat, but he's a real life friend. And we just like went straight back to like the classic progression because we knew what that power would do for us and how it would advance our characters. And then when they're like, 
all your stones are level six now and everything's great and it's only it's only 925s and it takes two minutes and i was like oh i guess all i'm doing is vaults now sure sure i'll take that absolutely yeah i think there's this uh nice contrast to the feeling that you guys have all shared and i definitely felt it as well of like the companion it's a great idea the the time investment it's going to take to make it feel powerful is not something I want to put in. Um, I'm I'm going to ignore it. And then we get the patch, and they totally redeem themselves because guys, I just run vaults now, and I hang out in the overworlds. Um, I got a tempest roar last night, gentlemen. Uh, Hell yeah! Congrats. I, <laughs> I am. Level 82, uh, when I was in the overworld, we were doing the, I, I found a random group of people who just kept slamming the brazier and summoning, and I was like, I'm just going to hang out here. <laughs> and then uh, a Tempest War dropped, and I'm like, this has never happened. This wasn't from Burial. I didn't get one the entirety of uh, preseason or season one, um, just in the overworld. And uh, that was enough, guys. Like, season is the best one ever. Um, no notes. No, I, but I will say, like, the my my complete attitude on this season, I was already content. But I'm to have gone from completely ignoring vaults to running them nonstop is awesome. Um, what have you been finding? I hate sigils. I think I've been very clear on that for a long time on the podcast. I've always hated Nightmare Sigils. I hate affix mechanics in rpgs i hate it in world of warcraft i hate it in most games um so i was looking for any excuse to not do sigils so i was running vaults from the beginning like as soon as i could run those especially nightmare sigils that's all i was doing so the buff was just like oh shit all right that's what's up right so now i'm getting super progress uh, my glyphs are leveling crazy fast i'm skipping like every monster and dodging traps or it, just stacking enough pearls where i don't have to even worry about the traps running straight to the end and just beating my glyph progression i've never been more happy with how fast i've leveled glyphs this is it's felt the best this season i think um but yeah it just i was already doing it because i was like for me coming in like i always try to like focus on the seasonal mechanic because that's the new thing right we've played a ton of the game already so like even if it wasn't super powerful i was already leveling the seneschal companion and like really spending time there to do that so when they buffed it it was like oh shit this is really good now um yeah i i very, very much enjoyed it. I just, I, the only concern I have is there's a dangerous precedent being set right now that if they have a seasonal mechanic that doesn't have an open world thing that people can just compile together and farm endlessly, there's going to be unnecessary amounts of outrage. Um, so I'm worried about that happening because I don't think that it should be, but season one, two, and three have all had like, oh, go out to this open world thing and just stand around while like, you know, 15 people farm around you. Um, so I'm nervous about that, but otherwise, yeah, it just, it made me not have to do any more sigils, which makes me, unless it's Goa Ruins, in which case I'll do Goa Ruins, because I can run straight to the boss, so. It's, that's kind of, I have a very similar problem. Uh, they made vaults better than everything else. Yep. And I'll, I'll share a very quick anecdote. When they introduced the endgame bosses, I got super excited because they finally added farming strategies to Diablo 4. If I wanted my uniques, I'd go farm the bosses. If I wanted my uber uniques, I'd go do Durial. If I wanted item level 925, 
I would go farm high nightmare dungeons. Awesome, sick. That's what I'll do. Uh, they decided that 925 was candy and that only the world boss and Duriel would give you them. And I went, oh, okay, I guess I'll just grind out my sigils and then, you know, like we'll be done with that. Or I'll grind out, I'll grind out my glyphs and I'll be done with that. And then season three, they're like, we're redoing it again. 925s, as long as you're doing Nightmare Dungeon 90, we're finally rewarding you for actually doing challenging content because everything else in this game, once you have a build that can do it, it's just hold down right click until it explode. And then they're like, but we also added vaults. And not only do vaults give you the new meta, the new progression, they also give you uh, progression across everything. They give you glyph XP. They give you the gear. They give you the gold. They give you the stones. I don't know why we made 155 dungeons, but we don't want you to run them, apparently. And it's yeah. like, well, I will take it because I have already run all of them. At this point, I'm clocking in over 3,000 hours in this game. But why do you guys hate Nightmare Dungeons so much? And why do you want to make them literally useless to do every single season? Make them drop Uber Uniques. I'm team Uber Uniques from Nightmare Dungeon 100, basically. That's my stance. Mm. I got to echo a lot of what, what Macro said there. Um, yeah. What, what did you have to do in the previous season? If you wanted to level your seasonal your seasonal um you know mechanic, then you had to go into Blood Harvest. Like that was was the best way to do it. If you wanted to level your glyphs, you had to go into Nightmare Dungeons. If you wanted 925, you had to farm Duriel or World Boss. But the Duriel rotations was were how people were doing 925s. I fill up an inventory of 925s faster in Nightmare Vaults than even in Durial rotations. And you can find uniques that aren't in the Durial pool, which didn't really have access to at 925 so readily in the previous season. So I'm finding I found a 925 Sky Hunter today. I was super stoked because that's the bow I need for my build. And Durial doesn't drop it. So I can't get a guaranteed 925 Sky Hunter anywhere else in the game unless it drops from the vaults, which also have a higher unique drop rate than Nightmare Dungeons, I think. Because I ran a ton of Nightmare Dungeons last season, and it seemed like they really hurt the the unique drop rate from previous seasons once they started the target farming i did not feel like i was finding uniques as often but vaults have them i'll tell you because i've been finding them and i've been i've been really uh enjoying it yeah why do anything else uh, just great points all around so is then is duriel now just relegated to uber uniques right if vaults are so rewarding it's easier than not everyone can do a 90 minimum right. nightmare it's a equivalent to a nightmare dungeon but but a, a 90 level one 144 mobs uh Durial goes down pretty pretty easy um compared to that but if you can do it i i do think it's probably more optimal if you're just looking for 925 gear uh, just so much drops i mean you could just run through the run through to the end and open up those chests and you fill nearly an entire inventory um just just there so yeah if you make a mistake <laughs> If you make the mistake of picking up anything during the run, then when you get to the end of the vault, you will have to make two trips. Yep. So I just I just don't anymore. Learn we don't even quick. kill anything in the vaults anymore now that we're level 100. Yep. I just yep. get to the kill room, kill it, go open up my three chests, feel like I hit a thousand lottery tickets in a row, <laughs> and then realize I still don't have rank 10 on any of my governing <laughs> stones, and I don't know how. I've spent I've I have bought like 60 caches of these things as well, on top of only running vaults. They're still not ranked 10. I don't know how that's possible, but that's that's a me problem, I guess. Yeah, as a Sork, I feel like I'm playing a little bit of Diablo 2 because I just equip boots with max evade charges, uh, enchant, teleport, and just teleport straight to the end of a vault, get the loot. It's like dumb easy. Even the, the last room's a timer. So just trigger the timer, hide in the corner. 
Look at the timer, hide in the corner, wait for it to finish, and then get the loot, right? It's it's not the most engaging gameplay. And you don't have to play it that way. I'm just, you know, crazy like that. But it's I would say like I like as a sorcerer, especially a sorcerer who really wants to play the new candy, the the Starfall Coronet, the the meteor helmet, I have no like desire to fight Duriel at all anymore. But all of my friends are playing barbs, so I'm doing it just to hang out with my buddies. Um, but like if I got a uh, a Shaco, then what am I, what am I going to do with it? Like I'm using the meteor helmet, right? Like it's new. I want to play with this thing. Um, there's nothing that I can get from an Uber unique. That would be useful. Um, it, don't even get me started about the spear. Um, uh, but yeah, so except for starless guys, which, you know, obviously would be very nice, but you know, with Taurasha's and X falls and a fire build is kind of tough. So it's, we'll see, but I just, yeah, Duriel is still good for 925s, especially if you have a barb necro or rogue friend. Um, uh, but if you don't have a barb necro or rogue friend, uh, then yeah, the, Honestly, even like even running 80, 85s, you're still finding 925s. Not all of the items, but you're still finding quite a bit of 925s. It's been the the most fun way to gear, and but it has trivialized all the rest of the loot in the game. Like whether it's Helltide or you know any of the other content at level 100 now, I'm not even looking at gear unless I'm in a Nightmare Sigil or a Nightmare Vault that's 90 plus or 85 plus uh, or doing Durial. I think you bring up an interesting point there about like the Helltide. Um, I was really stoked from Helltide on the hour, right? And now that faults are just so much better, I, I mean, I need some living steel, right? That and souls, forgotten souls. Yeah. yeah. So. But I, if I have a limited playtime. I'm I'm just not going in. I'm not going into a Helltide now. And that's sad. I was really excited for that. Um, I think that's sometimes the danger of the, the new and the shiny of buffing it up. You want people to be playing it, but they may have course corrected. We know we're getting a patch uh, that uh, is not reversing any of that. They're, they're making our companions better, stronger. Uh, gentlemen, I don't know if you've seen any videos as of late. Um, there are companions doing trillions of damage. Our sensual companions are way more effective than I ever will be. Yeah, so, uh, hi, I'm Macrobioboy. I play the Necromancer, <laughs> and, it, and it's season three of Diablo 4. Um it has been a ton of fun, and shoutouts to Rob. We all love Rob. Rob is great. It's been a ton of fun all day for the past two days being asked, um, do you see what the pets are doing? They're killing Duriel faster than you. And I go, <laughs> well, hold on. The Barbarian's pets are killing Duriel yeah. faster than me. Mm -hmm. And they apparently can berserk or some nonsense. They're a companion. Uh, so... The funniest part about it is also with my Necromancer minions watching this barbed Seneschal companion destroy Duriel faster than me, my other Necro friend, all his companions, and a third Necro. And you know what? Throwing a Druid too. So uh, I, I've been reminding my chat recently that 10 months ago, Right when this game first came out, I put out a video saying that it would be physically impossible for them to balance around the Barbarian because he equips four weapons. Uh, and uh, people told me I was crazy. And welcome to Season 3, where the offset buffs that they get make a robot stronger than my entire class identity. 
and entire <laughs> companion builds. My buddy's playing a summoner necro build just because he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, I mean he's a tank. He's basically playing a Death Knight from World of Warcraft in Diablo 4, which is very interesting because um, he's just like built like a, a brick shit house. Um, but yeah, functionally like he doesn't do any. Well, he does damage. He does damage. It's not just it's not crazy, right? Um, yeah, it's even as a meteor sorcerer. Remember where meteor or where sorcerers were last season, right? With ball lightning and the bug and everything. Um, I always play sorcerer, right? So we, I kind of ride the wave no matter where it's going. And with the meteor unique, I really wanted to use it, and I am. I'm finding ways. To, I've tried it with chain lightning. I've tried it with blizzard. I've tried it with all these different abilities. Um, I just want meteor to be good. It looks great. It's a great skill. Um, but my meteors aren't hitting half as hard as the goddamn pet for a barbarian. Um, yeah, it seems no matter what they do, um, the Barbarian uh, just breaks the game. Um, so hopefully they can figure it out soon. But until then, we Yeah, Barb things. Like, what are you going to do? Barb right. Summoner is the is the meta. Who, who knew that that would be the <laughs> ultimate summoning class? Yeah, I mean, there's so Barb. many things that people don't people don't understand. Like the the construct right now, you know, they they say it takes your stats. What stats does it actually take? And and Rob's doing a really good job at figuring out what exactly those stats are. It turns out, it's all just mainly your attack power. And guess what? Barb's can get up to like a million attack power just just on their on their uh you know character sheet, which we know is. Not not always the best gauge of your strength, but turns out for the construct at least um, a lot of it's scaling on that, and uh, really no other classes can reach that level. I've I've seen some sork like construct damage get up, get up there pretty high. Um, I, I do plan on testing some uh, with the rogue once the the changes are in tomorrow. I think they they go live, so um, excited to try yeah. out more. But I'm I'm still leveling my guys to to level ten on the on the on the the stone, so. Um, We'll see how that goes. So I think it's, uh, you know, obviously with nobody here to represent the class, I think it's safe that the conclusion we come to is just, um, I mean, trading's disabled. Why don't we just disable barbs? <laughs> I'd be fine with it. No, I, I'm, uh, Rob's my friend. Uh, he, he was uh, Rob, we were a, a team to start uh, season three. He was, uh, he, he carried us. So I, uh, I owe him that. <laughs> Look, the barb really uh, once once the barb comes online, man, you can't stop that thing. Especially yeah, with charge this season, looks like yeah. a lot of fun. Charge looks uh, so fun. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I play meteor short. It it does look very fun. Um, I I got in a little bit on Hoda last season. I I think you know anybody listening, go out to try the barb because. Once again, it's your season to shine. Uh, someday, it won't be season seven, eight, nine. Um, I, th- I, th- I, this is a hypothetical, and it's a tangent. How many seasons of Barb dom- dominance will we see before Necromancer minions are at least no before Necromancer minions are S tier? Uh, so, so bold question. Um, people, people are doing stuff right now where the golem is at least slapping. So, if they can figure out a way to do that for the skeletons as well, which the answer is just like give them 100% of our stats. They all scale at like 14% of our weapon damage. So, and they also don't. It's not like my minions are casting bone spear. They are swinging a a sword slowly. So, like, right. it, it they could get 200% of my stats and it wouldn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a 
is a sore spot. I, I don't I don't know how it will happen until a full revamp, and if I have to wait till an expansion for that, I guess I'll just cry the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It kind of makes. I mean, it's sad. not an accident that every time they nerf the barb, it just is still broken. Like every time something changes, uh, it just it's still broken. And it's been every. I mean, every season so far, preseason so far, abattoir. Like I mean, there were tons of classes and, and people able to clear abattoir, but barb was by far dominating the, the leaderboard list. Like it wasn't even close. The amount of barbs that were clearing compared to the amount of of druids, sorks, necros, and rogues combined was absurd. Um. But that's why I'm really excited. I know we're going to get there in a second, but that's why I'm excited about the gauntlet. Because we don't know what that's going to entail yet, right? And if it's just like boss kill speed, then phone it in, right? It's Bar- Barb's going to win. But if, it, if if there's some more nuance to it, um, then we could knock the Barb down a peg or two, right? It's not like their AoE clear is like any like less good, but at least I can compete with their AoE clear on a Sork. You know? So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out, but... So yeah, are, you, are you suggesting that part of the leaderboard will be who can do it the slowest? Because as a druid, I think I could do that. Uh, and I will crush those barbs at playing the game poorly. Um, which, honestly, I don't think it's not enough acknowledgement. Like, poor man's leaderboard. Like, oh man, this guy took three hours. <laughs> Give him a medal. It just depends on how the point scoring works, right? They've talked about the points. I'm really curious. I, I just, I really want to get my hands on that and play with how that works. We'll We're see. not there yet. We're going to talk leaderboards later. There's still so much more. This, this is bang on barb time because uh, they just are playing a different game than us. They're having a great time, um, sure. and everybody yeah. else has something to complain about. So <laughs> I don't want to spoil any of the barbs fun. I just make us as strong. Make make the other classes as strong, and and I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, I, yeah, I don't I, I don't tough. think that you need to. Uh, I don't like nerfing classes just in general. Like um, I I just I'm not a fan of it. You ruin someone's season or someone's favorite class when when you do that, and they can't play what they what they like to play how they want to play it. I think you need to enable more options and more diversity. Uh, just in different classes and even different specs within those those classes just give people more ways to play not fewer um should should always be the mindset well they let ball lightning ride for the season too right so like it's fair let it ride for the season but i don't know that like even as a sork i don't know that i want to cast one meteor and win right like I, i want some nuance to the gameplay there so like i think bringing everything down to a more relative like comparable rate after the season's over don't nerf their fun not not you know not trying to nerf anyone's fun but like i i don't i like where the sork is at right now it's just looking at the bar was like god damn really like anything i do really <laughs> like my damage is really nice it's good but god it's just it's tough when you look at see what the barbs are. and i say that like lightning storm from druids not doing similar things it's insane uh lightning storm druids are really nice right now too just not you know not on the level of the, of, of rob's barb right now so there was another actually really cool uh, thing in this patch that um, we haven't talked about yet, and it's been something that Macro, I think you're going to be really excited for if you haven't seen it already. Uh, but I know that um, Suppressor has been the bane of Necromancer's existences for a while, at least if you play Bone Spear. Um, I never really appreciated the the disdain the, the for Suppressor as a Twisting Blades Rogue, but this season I'm playing Range Rogue, and I absolutely hate it. Yeah, so cancer. not only is Suppressor getting 
fixed or or changed a bit and it'll only Adjusted, be maybe like 50 yeah. uptime and and when it's uh monster stunned then suppressor goes down as well which is really cool um but they're also fixing vampiric which i also really did not like and i i knew once aoz came out if they had vampiric and aoz was going to be a huge issue and uh they they like never fixed vampiric i remember even in like the early betas facing mm. a vampiric it was so overtuned and uh, they're fixing that. Both of those they're fixing in this patch. They just like snuck it in there. And and I I think those are two absolutely great changes um, yep. that it's coming up in this patch and out of nowhere, seemingly like like why wasn't that done bef- before? The, like why are they doing it now? But I'm I'm very glad that it's there. <laughs> so the the funny part about that. So first off, the the vampiric change is just like thank you finally uh, because you're absolutely right. Like vampiric, it's it's so frustrating. They're like, well, it has a it has a tell. It does like a little charge up thing and that turns red. And I went, yes, but we're playing a game where there's no uh, chance to miss. And the monster uh, can CC me and is faster than me and has more life than me and more defense than me. So it decides whether or not it comes and hits me, oddly enough. Uh, and it lasts for roughly 15 years as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the suppressor thing, though. I mean, I'm, I'm like literally most known for playing Infinimist, who has never cared about Suppressor for a single moment. And the bone build that I love playing the most is Bone Spirit. So I've never really cared about Suppressor. It's kind of been a free mod for me as far as I'm concerned. But I am glad that I am glad that it has nuance to it now. Because it just saying, especially in the trap rooms on Bone Spear, it just saying like, come into the middle of the traps and lose all your stacks and die and feel bad in this bubble with me. And it's like... Man, that's a powerful affix. The other ones at least say words and have missiles and stuff. This one just says, come get effed. And it's like, oh, okay, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I was super glad when I saw that. I didn't expect that, honestly. But I'm glad somebody has been like paying attention to that being one of the most complained about like things to encounter in the video game at all. So like, kudos to them for finally changing it. Yeah, and I... Well, I'm going to throw in my two cents because as a sorcerer, I am like so on board for this because as a like if i want to play ball lightning this season the first time a barb charges a suppressor mob away from me i lose all my damage right um as a sorcerer playing a burning build as soon as a barb charges them out of my range i lose all my damage right i played a pen shot rogue in preseason like in season zero and it was fucking cancer you had to like you literally had to shadow step in drop a poison trap and hope it knocked them on their ass so that you could finish them before they got up and ruined your life um yeah it's been over two and same with vampiric for a long time uh so i'm really glad to see it um because it just it was disproportionate how it affected different classes and different builds in different classes too like imagine a frozen orbs work with suppressor it's not going to work anyways but it's damn sure not going to work with suppressor existing the way it does um whereas you know blizzard's not a big deal because you're standing in the middle of everything and blizzarding everything anyway so yeah it's it was not an equitable uh affix and i'm glad it's getting fixed um yeah, wholeheartedly agree on its. I, I like the mechanic of it that it it exists, but now there's a way to work around it, right? That you're rewarded for your choices and how you choose to encounter the monster, as opposed to just being like, I will avoid these. I will re-roll my sigils if a suppressor's coming up, um, and to not have to do that is is always nice and i i agree with you lucky it was it was a very surprising thing i was not what i was expecting in in this patch um i thought maybe a few more passes at the companion in terms of what they were doing and we're seeing damage increase uh, across the board 
but I wasn't expecting them to kind of come in and be like, hey, yeah, vampiric sucks. Let's uh, let's uh, take it down a notch. Um, you know, uh, so that that was a, a a nice little little treat that we get. Um, do we want to move on to our newest treat? To any last thoughts about the the new patch or newest patch that'll be coming soon? I'm just nervous about them tuning the damage and the like the affixes on the the companion. It obviously needs to be a little more impactful, especially at the top end. And but I, I don't think they're addressing the problem with the companion. Like the problem isn't necessarily the numbers, because the numbers can be pretty impactful. The problem is the companion's not with you. If you're doing any amount of content, it it's not keeping up the pace it needs to to be impactful on what you're fighting, right? Mm. As a sorcerer, especially a sorcerer that loves to teleport. Um, that motherfucker is two screens back every time I do anything, right? And by the time he does get up there and starts casting, everything's dead, right? So, like, um, there needs to be a bit of a shift there, I think. Um, and that's going to take them tweaking the AI on the pet, which is different than just turning up a number. Now, the numbers might be great. And for specifically things like Durial, Uber Lilith, uh, world bosses, boss fights, you know, one-on-one -on -one fights where the, the target is already in front of you and your pet's already right beside it, it's going to help for sure. But that's not where I needed uh, as much help um, feeling the impact of the pet, right? It's it's clearing Helltide, right? Um, I'd, I'd love for gripping to be impactful in the Helltide. It's just it's just not. It's not pulling things quick uh, quick enough, you know? So it's... Uh, I think the AI needs to be adjusted a bit, but it's definitely a start, and I think the biggest win is just how quick they have addressed some of these things and kind of, you know, brought these patches out. Um that's that's a big win, right? And it shows the team's working on it. They're listening to the feedback. I do think they're reacting a little knee-jerky to some feedback from some of the loudest people in the corners of the Diablo community because um, I didn't agree with some of the changes, but I'm just glad to see that they are making changes and they're listening. You know, that's that's a good thing. I will state that, like, um, you know, the, the biggest reservation I had with the Companion was not damage-based. It, it was the grind of it. Playing hardcore, I'm going to die. I know that. That's true. Um, where, like, I was already thinking, like, if I have to go through and do this quest line again and then grind out all these stones again, I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm going to just skip it. Um, I'll do it for the first time because it's new and shiny, but, like, the, the rate of the grind just doesn't seem worth it. Whereas uh, after the patch... I'm still not super excited about it. I will state that. I'm not right. like really jazzed, but with the way vaults are set up uh, and the rate uh, at which it's the, the stones are leveling up, I'm, I'm not as uh, perturbed by it as what I once was. Uh, I would be really disappointed with the Ubers, right? Uh, if I'm, do, does anybody have one of the Uber stones? No, no. I, My oh, summoning necro friend found both in the first two Malphus runs we did. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he found ever living first. First one we did, he found ever living. Second one, he found Genesis. That's and his he, RNG for the year. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, he also found a Doombringer like an hour later <laughs> off of, like our second drill too. Um. No, I haven't one found actually friends. an Uber unique at all for the entirety of the game so far. Which is kind of good, because if I found one, I wouldn't be able to use it anyways. I'd just be, like, butthurt staring at it at my inventory. But, no. Well, I, that's where, again, like, I, if I get that lucky, uh, the rarity behind it would be, would be bothersome. 
Um, but let's see what happens when I die. Let's, let's see what complaints I have to bring up when this actually happens. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows what the day will bring? Uh, okay. Do we want it to go outbound? Like, is that like, because I, I mean, that's what's been talked about a lot is do we make the pet. What do you guys think? We want it to be account bound because, like, I see it for and against. So that's I, I I wanted to touch on this a little bit, so I'm glad that you broached this subject. It has yet to feel good to level up my second character and do the stuff again. Um, the moment the moment that the floodgates broke and they said, "Hey, you don't have to do renown again," that should have been a full cultural shift over to. Anything that is a meta progression, and these pets are a meta progression. The 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 vampire powers were a meta progression. At least the hearts were an item, and I think uh, we haven't seen an item again. Interesting. I, I mean, other than the stones, technically, all right, God, I'm making my own arguments incomplete. But like, <laughs> I was fine doing renown every time. I was coming from Diablo 2, where I have to run the campaign every single time. They said, you don't have to do the campaign again. I went, okay, great. And they went, you don't have to do Renown again. I was like, okay, we came up with a lot of strats for that, but like, okay, I get it, sure. But they're like, but go farm vaults on your next character for 20 hours. And then you can have a pet that works for that build. Does that feel great? No, of course it doesn't. Like, nobody is stoked to do that. And I don't understand the disconnect. Can I understand, like, the argument for it? Sure, absolutely. You you lose out on the ability to have, like, grown your character along with it and come to understand how it plays for your character. It's something that's, like, really important in tabletop RPG, where you just give somebody a level 20 character, they have no idea what to do, so, like, they miss out on half their actions. But we're not talking about, like, a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. We're talking about a video game you've probably played before, or if you've already played the season and already leveled up your pet, you're not going to discern new things about it that are like so consequential that you missed out because you didn't level it up again. So I just don't really understand why at this point. And if it's going to continue like this, where we have like meta progressive uh, systems that aren't my character go gets goes and gets an item and like pours its own blood into it, then I don't I don't understand what the holdout is. Hey, I, I, I yeah, go look it. I was just gonna say I, I agree uh, to to an extent, and and that uh, it, it you need to be thoughtful thoughtful about the implementation of how you let all your characters progress at the same time. Because if we look at AOZ as an example, you had to power up your glyph. Your glyph only worked on your character. And you couldn't share it around. Barbs were killing. Tier 20 AOZ, like it was nothing in there with it. You could you could take the glyph off and they were doing tier 20. They didn't even need it. They could power up, level up their glyphs so much faster than every other class. So then the meta strategy becomes if you want to play a rogue and you want to get really high on the rogue leaderboard for AOZ, you have to play a barb to level up your glyph and then throw it on your rogue and then you're the best rogue. That so now you have to play a class that you don't like to play or you know may not be your main just because that's you know that's the new meta. And I, I, so I think if you implement, I, I don't think that you should lose all your progress. So I think if they were to implement something like that, implement like a, a little bit of a penalty, right? If you want to transfer it from one to another, it doesn't have to be much, just something maybe 
you lose 10% of the progress that you made towards the whatever the seasonal whatever the mechanic is they so if your if your tears of blood glyph is level 10 it drops to level 9 or something if if you want it every time you transfer from one class to another not it shouldn't just be free range cuz I, I think I'm a min maxer at heart I I can't help but think of these things and if I'm thinking of the optimal strategy all of a sudden now it becomes if I want to play optimally, I can't play my class, and I don't want that to be a meta strategy ever. So um, just be thoughtful about it is, is what I would caution with, with that one. It reminds well, I me think little, so. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say it reminds me a little bit of D2 and in in where essentially you want to start with the sorcerer so you can go farm all the stuff so you can play the class you actually want to play, um, which I just could never bring myself to do. I hated that. Um, but I just I stayed would. Sork forever and just made it work. So yeah, I mean, some of us make those life choices, but uh, true. <laughs> and and going back with what you're bringing up, Macro, though, that there is that point though too of, um, yeah, I am gonna have to go back and grind out all of these things, and and there is a disparity between season two and season three though, because I carried over a lot of that blood and I unlocked a lot of those um, vampiric powers right away. And how much fun was leveling with uh, a Jamacy, right? Uh, where you're just like one click, screen goes boom, you're level 10 already in like 10 seconds. Um, and you were able to like steal some power pretty quickly. Whereas the, the central companion takes a lot longer to get going. Um, where you don't feel as powerful and then like that makes that that grind even harder uh and i know you'll have some bank stones you can go buy some caches and stuff like that but it's still not going to get that jump that we had from you know season two and that's going to make i mean here we are it is only week one uh there are many more weeks to go there are many more characters to be created uh but each time it's going to be a little bit harder i think well, I I think that one thing I think that gets like glossed over a bit is that with the patch they did, they adjusted the the rate at which you acquire stones through crafting. It is significantly more impactful to craft. I mean, I maxed out my stones like second day of the season because I was just using my shattered stones to craft because it drops the ones you don't have guaranteed, right? So you're guaranteed to get the right stones uh, as long as you open them one at a time and not don't open them all at once because if you do, then you're gonna screw yourself on that. But um. So, like, if they just made those caches account bound, so you could still farm them and you could still like craft them and then you know give put them in your stash and give them to your ult, I think that would be a good compromise between the two things, and it would be similar to season two. Uh, but like Lucky said too, that it could also create an opportunity where you're gonna jump on one character to farm it and just you know create it for all your others. Um, that said, though, no matter how much we farm that pet and make it badass, it won't give us permanent unstoppable, which is the real thing missing from season three that we all really wish we had. Because being CC'd fucking sucks, and I forgot about it. <laughs> yes, um, it does. I will also point out, uh, and this is a hardcore problem, uh, but the amount of uh, pale tongues that I need to craft the uh, death evasion elixir. It, like I haven't crafted one in like two or three days because I'm not constantly killing vampires to get them. So I need to find a way to go farm them, and that makes me feel sad. Uh, but that's a me issue, guys. That's I'm just putting that out there. Uh, if I could do that at the Alchemist and trade them in like I can with almost everything else, that would be awesome. It's a part of a recipe. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. That, again, Xanth issues. Um, okay. 
so as we're kind of looking ahead here, um, we did get a new holiday. Um, we had Midwinter Blight, and I have shared it on the podcast. I absolutely loved the holiday. I loved being able to grind uh, a little bit of uh, back attachments and fancy swords and what have you. Uh, so we're getting that again, but we're we're going to be getting new shrines, um, new things to grind, and fancy new armor sets that, unfortunately, are going to cost us money. Um, you have this beautiful graphic that they have uh, for the splash page, and and maybe Rush, you could put it up during this. Uh, you know, let's pretend it's here. Uh, and you have these, uh, yeah, uh, you have all these great looking armor sets. And for the first time, I think they've made a druid set that I would actually really want. But it is going to be paid. Um, now this is the first time that we've seen this. The last, uh, the last holiday event really didn't have uh, anything attached to it for purchase, right? Uh, it was just about the grind. Uh, this is one where it's like, hey, we will give you some stuff for free, but if you want to complete the look, it's going to cost money. Um, we don't know the prices yet, at least that I'm aware of. Um, probably going to be, I would imagine, typical $20, hopefully somewhere in there. Um, thoughts on our Lunar New Year event? Hopefully you can buy it with the in-game silver, whatever that platinum, whatever that currency is, and I think you can get some of that with the the battle pass. Um, Blizzard is a company. Companies try to make money. I'm not going to knock a company for trying to make money. They made a cosmetic that you really like, and other people probably really like too. Cosmetics are not necessary in the game. If it's a it's a luxury, if you want it, buy it. If you don't, don't. Um, it's just the world we live in right now with microtransactions. I, I think and um I, it's cool that they're doing these holiday events though I, it keeps the game fresh it keeps the game new i like that they offer some free things so you, you can get some stuff for free and if you want the the you know the the really top end thing you, you might have to shell out a, a couple bucks for it but um i think that's just the world we live in now and um i'm not going to knock a company for trying to make money it's it's so there there's a lot of different ways that you can have your cosmetics in the game and get the whales to buy them and get uh, people who were never going to spend money on it to feel less bad about the fact that the fact that they were never going to spend money on it. Um, I'm, I'm very much in the same boat as lucky. Uh, it, I, I find it, I find it very interesting that it's only in like 2020 that the, the masses realize that marketing is meant to incentivize you to want to buy stuff because if you are incentivized to want to buy stuff, you're more likely to. But now we get to call it FOMO, and it is the most evil thing that's ever happened, <laughs> as if stores have not had glass fronts, as at least as long as I've been alive and as long as uh, colors have been in black and white. Sorry for talking down to people. I just, that's like one of my big, <laughs> one of my big nitpicky stuff is just like, guys, it's advertising. This is what advertising always has been. But, but for people who are legitimately negatively impacted, especially people who like, feel like they want to be able to collect everything and this is strictly a paywall they can't play the game in that the way that they want to you're coming from diablo 2 if i spend enough time i will get every item so i get that uh overwatch overwatch just had like if you played enough if you play like 10 games you would get enough to open up a single cache that cache might have a cool skin in it but it probably has three diva skins that you don't or three diva sprays that you don't care about 
but there was a chance that you could get it. If this merchant just had uh, whatever whatever it ends up being, right? Like you go to the merchant with your your festival doubloons and you give them to him and it gives you not as cool as the wolf pup and you're like, sick, I got it. If it had a random cash that had like uber level chances of dropping a thing with a uh, like a feel bad or a, um, whatever the system is, where it's just like if you open up like 50, you get nothing, you get something on the next one. And they communicated that. It gives people who are willing to grind an opportunity. People who are going to be salty are still going to be salty, but at least they can't say it's only raw evil that I don't that I want to buy a thing that I feel like I cannot buy. Which I feel that I've been poor too. I just I just don't care to buy the things personally, so I, I have that privilege. But like, it, I think there's a way where every time this happens, I don't have to read five news articles, which is like company wants to make money question mark <laughs> for profit yeah. what for 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 thing you don't need and it's like i also don't go to starbucks i don't know what to tell you like don't buy the stuff if you don't want to but um they could do that and then only the saltiest of the salty can continue to be salty and everybody else can be like i have a chance and like make sure that enough go out where it's not a lie and then i think everybody can go home happy yeah, I, I completely agree with both of you guys. You know, for me, it's not impactful. I've I've bought zero skins on the the store. I've bought two battle passes now. The first one I got with the premium. The second one, I skipped season two, but this one I I was having enough fun. I bought it this season. Um, uh, mostly, well, I bought it for my girlfriend. Then I felt weird that I didn't have it for myself. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna buy it for myself too. Um, but you know, uh, I will say that the first time ever, the shops actually almost got me that new like samurai barbarian skin. I don't even play barbarian, but that damn lightsaber like looking katana sword is so badass. Um, so yeah, they're doing better with some of the cosmetics. I think they look good, and they've almost got me a couple times, but I haven't yet. Uh, but I mean, Activision is trying to corner the Chinese marketplace during the Lunar New Year. That's not really a shock. They've been doing it for like a decade, so uh, shouldn't shock anybody. I'm happy that money's coming to Diablo because that creates more content and more development for Diablo. So hopefully they get some money out of it. Uh, it won't be for me, but uh, more power to them. And I, I think it does still hark back to what they've said from the beginning: we're not selling power, we're selling looks, right? Yep. Um, which uh, maybe I'm going to use some of my fancy platinum and I'll buy it. It's just sitting there. I could do it. Uh, I have a hard time with Druid cosmetics because I'm never in Druid form anyway. So that's what really keeps all my platinum in my pocket. Um, just saving me for myself. But on the upside, a new holiday new mechanics uh and it's just kind of weird to think about again and we we brought it up at the forefront but this has only been a week of this season uh in in the span of a week we've seen outcry we've got a patch we've got another patch we've got an announcement of the holiday uh, but there's still a lot of big things yet to come um leaderboards trials all these big things we still don't know when it's happening uh what's your speculation for when these are going to drop and um gentlemen i i gotta assume i will see all of you i won't be there i'm i'm, I'm sorry i will look at your names i won't be when i say i will see you there i'm not gonna i will see you on the boards i won't be there um but what's your speculation about them? When when are we going to catch them? 
So that's really interesting, right? My initial thought originally was that three weeks into the season, we would get them. Um, I thought that made sense. Uh, you're going to hear a very similar narrative out of me a lot. Um, there is a very vocal, it's a very vocal minority who go, I can't start playing on Tuesday. If there's a leaderboard that releases on Tuesday and I can't participate, I've been scammed. This is my game that I spent $70 on. I can't even compete. And I went, oh, cool. They're giving us three weeks to go get gear. Sick. Um, because this is just the start of leaderboards, right? Like this is literally the first thing that we're getting. But if we don't have like a level 100 or Nightmare Dungeon 100 push leaderboard by season four, they've done something incredibly wrong. Um, but I was expecting news about that to drop this week, about it releasing next week. And now I have news about Lunar New Year. And if it is after Lunar New Year, I will scream. Uh, I've <laughs> been in like a dead sprint to get my gear ready in this three week period. And if they're like, and next month we're getting leaderboards, I will set fire to my laptop. It's an old laptop. It's not really worth any money. It's not what I stream from, but I needed something of worth that was mine so that nobody feels threatened. Uh, but no, seriously, <laughs> like I will riot. So I'm going to say February 20th. And I say February 20th because that's when the Lunar New Year ends. And that's also firmly in the middle of the first month of quarter one of 2024. And if you're Activision, you're driving business back to the game, right? And it's a good reason to log in, even if it's just for a little bit, to check it out. It's not something that's going to keep every player engaged for the entire time, but you're going to log in and check it out, right? Same with, with Avatar of Zero, and when they dropped it right before Christmas, gave everyone an opportunity to take a break, do their thing for the holiday, and then come back in and get that player engagement. Um, it's really good for them as an organization. It's really good for their their bottom line. Like I said, like we all talked about just a minute ago, they're a company to make money. Um, and I think that's going to impact it. Now, mind you, that's also close to halfway through. I mean, because realistically, with the season starting in January, we should see season four probably late April, maybe early May if it's really late. But I'd imagine late April, which falls in line with typical fiscal quarters for big organizations. So it makes sense because then they're launching those quarters in the fiscal quarters every single time. Um, yeah, I think February 20th. I really do. It could be February 22nd. They could remove the Lunar New Year on, on that Tuesday, uh, give a, a video or a trailer or something like that, and then drop it on Thursday. Um, I'd like to see them drop it on Friday so I could like go hard on it because I work during the week. <laughs> I can't, unfortunately. Um, but it's, it's a weekly thing. It's going to rotate every single week, so it won't be super necessary to like dive in right away. Um, so yeah, I, I really think that week, February 20th. I hope it's that week, but only because I'm actually going to be in Asia for Lunar New Year uh, for, for two weeks. That was the interview that I had to go to was to get like uh, travel clearance and stuff like that. But um, awesome. so I am not going to get back until around that date. So I would love for them to hold off. But with knowing my luck, they'll announce it sooner. Um, I think we should have already had leaderboards and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to harp too much on that fact. But I think that a lot of what you said, uh, uh, nerd words, uh, Blizzard tracks everything they track every single piece of gold that you drop they show it to you at the end of the season this is how many individual pieces of gold drop they know exactly when player retention falls off in the life cycle of a season and they probably pick that exact date to release leaderboards to get you all back to i i don't want to sound too tinfoil hat but to get those player retention numbers up 
Uh, for all the reasons that you mentioned, uh, whatever that time is, is probably when they'll end up dropping it. I don't know when it is. Maybe a month well, into the season, whenever AOZ was, something like that. But What happens thought, February 21st as well? Uh, lost Last Epoch is February 21st, right? So uh, do they want to compete with Last Epoch? I don't know if that's if that's smart business-wise. It's not going to compete, do, but, but yeah. Yeah, like, um, yeah, well, I wonder the thought that goes into these decisions sometimes. And I don't know that it's all let's wait for players to get gear because players get gear after macro set three weeks, I think, is plenty of time. So why don't we have yeah. them? Um, so I'm, uh, I was a little disappointed when I saw they weren't going to be live until some point in the season and then not getting a hard date. Um especially when season three was touted as the season of the leaderboards. We're getting leaderboards this season. Uh, and then it's, it's kind of just a vague uh, promise that they'll, they'll be there some point. Um, just get ready for them in the meantime, but we promise. <laughs> so that this doesn't sit too, too well with me personally. What would tell us is the metrics from Abattoir. How many people logged back in? What percent of the player base came back and tried it out or looked at, it, or even just jumped into the game if they didn't go to Abattoir? That would tell us a lot more. We don't have that information. Uh, but if you guys remember when Battleborn launched, Overwatch went free to play the day before Battleborn launched, right? <laughs> <laughs> like everything with Diablo 4, like there's so much that Blizzard does because you're right. They're very smart. They know the industry and they know what's coming. They know what's happening. February is a stacked month for releases. There's quite a few games coming out in February. Um, and Last Epoch is a direct competitor that's been, you know, open for quite some time. But the full launch is that week. It would not surprise me at all if, if that's part of the motivation. Now, will it pull from Last Epoch? Absolutely not. But the idea is, can they get players to log in and try it out for a day before Last Epoch? Is, I think, more the strategy. So they can still get those retention numbers without knowing that we're going to go play at Last Epoch and try it out. Right? It's a great game. It's, it's really fun. Um, that's just my, my borderline tempo hat theory. But, you know, they've got a track record. so. Um, I feel like... I mean, Nerdwords, you laid it out pretty well. Uh, Macro, when will you be uploading the video of your burning computer? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm having a bit. I'm having a bit of an existential crisis because I definitely thought I had considered this from a in pretty intelligent standpoint, and I just I don't know other things. All all I know is Diablo Four and my day job work schedule. That's it. That's all that I have room for anymore up in this head. I discovered three new bugs this week. I don't have time for other stuff. And the concept that I'm going to... Because Avatar of Zero launched in the last month of the season. We had like just over three weeks with it, something like that. Mm -hmm. Just enough time for me to get to like tier 14 on like a tier 8 or 9, like Tears of Blood and go, oh, I'm done. I'm all set. Uh, and shout out real quick. I want to give a shout out to uh, the person who pushed the necromancer the furthest. At least that I can actively talk to uh, regularly is First Snow. Um, I'm if he did not get tier 24 by the last day, I think he got tier 23. But I think he got tier 24. Um, oh man, I I I don't know if I can be burning at the rate that I am right now. I was literally running durials up until a minute before we started recording. Uh, where I was with four, with three other people. Each one of them got an uber unique in our set, and I didn't. Uh, a grandfather of Starless Guys and an Andariel, so shoutouts to them. But, like, it, I can't I can't wait until the end of February, guys. I can't do that. My brain can't do that. So, I don't know. Let's early release Last Epoch, baby. Let's go. Get it out soon. <laughs> that's That's so heinous. I never even thought of that. And I really hope it's not true.
would it help to know that at least there's one extra day in February, so it's not as late? You know, got that leap year. We're gonna leave this twenty seconds <laughs> interrupted silence <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> Just saying, it's not as late as what it would be on a non-leap year. Um, okay, so not on the agenda. But I thought I would bring it up uh, as a nice little close. We're talking, we're excited about season three, parts of season three. Um, I want to go ahead to season four. There's one thing we know about season four, and that is itemization. This is going to encompass and change the entire game that we've been playing. And what I've seen start creeping up into some conversations is that Blizzard should show their hand a lot sooner than what we saw with season three. When do you think, as we're going into speculation, and if NerdWords, and since I did not put this on the rundown, if you come up with some form of like, well, Helldivers is releasing on this day, I'm going, one, I'll, I'm, when I see you, I'll kiss you on the mouth. Um, <laughs> that's not what you expected. That's a, that's so, a fun threat. Yeah. He well, lives close to me with a good I time. Can, and, I can hold exactly. him to this. <laughs> yeah. We're in the same state, folks. Um, so, when do you think Blizzard is going to start doing this? Because this does not, when we're talking about itemization, for me, it does not seem like it's something that can wait until two weeks before a season. It It feels like it's going to need a chat or two before. When do you think they start playing their hand? So we can we can at least we can at least talk about this. Um, you know, Blizzard made it abundantly clear that they've already shown some of what's happening with itemization to uh, Diablo partners. So that's like myself included, Lucky included. They they had enough to show us. There is a universe where. Because they they have been you're you're very right like ha have they been great at communicating with us I think absolutely have they been really great at like responding to things very quickly absolutely I see people being angry that they're like oh man they were you know like it's bad and then they respond quickly and they fix it <laughs> and I'm like yeah that sucks I guess <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but have they been responding quickly yes have they been making like a lot of effort to do that more often yes. The one thing I haven't had is like continuous slow drip hype feed. And I don't know why. I'm not a marketing whiz. I'm not Blizzard. I'm not now Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, King, uh, Morrowind. I don't know. I don't know what the total <laughs> name of the company is at this point. But I, I'm not them. I don't know why we haven't. And it just seems like it would be so good. Like, how, how awesome would it be, like, this isn't even vaguely close to what we got coming out. Here's our first idea. Flying mounts. Like, whatever. Like, whatever <laughs> it is. Like, whatever the next thing is, just start throwing it out there. Um, I don't know if it's because they're, like, literally too big of a company, so, like, it, it, it hurts their ability to, like, retain value in the market or whatever. But, like, that would be hype. I would be so stoked. Give me a still image of what ever it looks like if there's a new crafting show me a image with three materials i've never seen before and i'm like 
what are those? It's time for me to go dig into the lore to figure out if that's a piece of the Haradrim. Like, it would be so good. Uh, so hopefully soon. The sooner the better. Uh, I would agree. Uh, we didn't find out about Season of Construct mechanics until a week before, I think, right. the, the season. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they really felt kind of late with some of these things. And, uh, and, and I think the sooner the better for a couple of reasons. Uh, they're great at responding you know, when they put out a patch that's maybe lackluster, but why does it have to be lackluster in the first place? Why do they always get it wrong? Why was AOZ so wrong when it first came out? They responded super quick. Love that about them. Why was it so bad in the first place? Why was the construct so bad in the first place? The sooner you get this stuff out there, the sooner it can start to permeate throughout the community. You can start to get feedback from more than just the Diablo partners. We give great feedback, but everyone should have a chance to give feedback on, on these sort of things. And, uh, and I think for, for those reasons and more, the sooner, the better you get it out there, you can start getting some of that feedback rather than right. day one a season four, then it's a fire drill to go and, and make changes and, and fix something that maybe if you just talked about it sooner, uh, we could have figured out something that's that's staring us straight in the face and is obvious that that should be changed. So um, just agree with with Macro there, and um, I, I hope uh, itemization for me is is going to make or break this game. It's one of the things I still struggle with uh, to this day playing. Like I love running those Nightmare Vaults, but guess what? I spend more time looking through my inventory at the end of a Nightmare Vault than it took me to clear it. So I I I am spending the majority of my time just looking at stats. Uh, when you do itemization, give us the dang loot filter right when you do it. Don't wait. Just you know we want it. You've you've responded. You said okay. Well, we're re we're revamping itemization, so we'd have to redo a whole loot filter after we do that. Okay. Well, you know we want it. We're still gonna need it even after revamped itemization. Give us a loot filter right away with season four, right away with the itemization changes, and that would be so great for me personally and my my enjoyment of the game. And I think other people would appreciate that too. So feedback for season four. Uh, give us information soon and, and just give us the loot filter right away, please. Yeah, the sooner the better. I mean, that was my gripe on last podcast was that, like, if I had known how much, mind you, I don't know how I feel about it now, kind of a week into the season, but, like, when they dropped all the news about the season, I was disappointed that I didn't request off for work, right? I'm out of blackout now, like, holiday season's over. I could take PTO, but I didn't because I didn't know what the details were. Um, and when I got the details, I was like, man, I really want to like grind, but it's dropping on a Tuesday and I've got to work and now it's too late to request off. So, um, the sooner, the better. I completely agree. I actually think that we're going to hear about it at the same time. Like when they put it, put out the patch for the, the gauntlet and all that stuff, I think we're going to get a little teaser, just the tent poles of what some of the itemization like is going to be like, not super detailed, but just like, here's some of the ideas that we have and what we're going to bring in. And then they'll flesh that out. I think in a couple weeks after that with a developer live stream, I think that the problem that we have and why we haven't heard as much and why we got the news for season three so late is one, the merger to the layoffs. Um, and you know, while those happened, there are people behind the scenes that knew they were happening for quite some time. So there's a lot of preparation and work that goes into that process. Um, so I guarantee you a lot of resources and time are spent there, let alone the holiday season and people home, you know, not at work, things like that, too. So there's a lot of slowdown that happens in December in every industry, but especially in um, non-retail driven industries. Uh, but um, February is a, <laughs> you guys brought up titles, right? Um, Diablo and specifically Blizzard only really like tries to like bat around titles that they know they can win games like battleborn something like last epoch which isn't a huge household name the way diablo is um 
but they won't screw with things like Final Fantasy. And that's the only thing in, Final, in, in February that they've got to compete with is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's the end of the month, right? So I don't think we'll see anything around that time. Um, I would imagine we'll probably get it around February 20th, around the same time we hear about the Gauntlet, and then probably a, a little more drip feed in early March. Um, but remember, Path of Exile 2's beta is June 7th, meaning Diablo Season 4... No, Season 5... Yeah, it's probably going to start right before that. Right before that. I, I'm putting my money on that right now. If you think about it, because they're not going to compete with path the path beta. If not, the hardcore path fans are going to play, right? They're not going to be able to compete with that. So they want to get people into the season before that happens, right? Even if it's a day or two before, which puts season four about three months before that, right? So if you figure June 6th, I haven't looked at a calendar, right? So you're talking like March 6th, maybe mid-March for the season, um, I imagine we're going to hear about that, about the itemization changes in the next like two or three weeks. Like that's my speculation. And especially, like I said, around the 20th, when we're going to hear about, I think the gauntlet. Um, now mind you, I could be dead wrong, right? This is all speculation. It is not, it's just driven by like it, history <laughs> and what I've seen in the past from them. Um, but like you guys, man, the sooner the better. Tell me tomorrow, man. Like, let me know what's happening in season four. It won't dissuade me from playing season three. I, I like you guys. Like they need to cut the the itemization, the the a fixes at least in half. There are just too many. Um, and please, for the love of God, give sorcerers unconditional damage and specifically single target damage. Um, I'm praying for that, right? But I don't know. I, I still think that late February timeline is is where we're going to be looking for all the information and the new patch. I want to piggyback off of one last thing because lucky you. It sounded like you were suggesting something, and tell me if I'm wrong. Does Diablo 4 need a PTR? Oh, yeah. I think it would benefit greatly from a PTR. Yes. Uh, I don't know why they don't have have a B- PTR. Um, I, I guess, you know, it's just more more work uh, for them to, to do that. I, 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 after the last every season, I, I, I don't I don't know how you're your thought process is still no, no PTR. I mean, you, then you don't have the fire drills. They, they've, they've done these fire drill patches to, to fix all of these, these bugs. Like we couldn't progress this, the second part of our, que- the whole seasonal quest line. We couldn't, nobody could progress it. Like, how does that happen? I, I don't, I don't know how to make a video game. Uh, don't, don't take anything I say. Seriously. I, I have no idea what it takes to make a video game. But these these are things that I see um, where I could see a benefit from the PTR. I'll just say that I, I think uh, you could fix a lot of these things, and then you start off with a fresh start with a with a fresh season, a well polished product that uh, everyone can enjoy, and you don't have the backlash. Not everyone's going to play the PTR, but the people that care will, and you'll get the information that you need from it. Uh, I don't yep. I don't really see a downside. Well, I i would i would echo that too and and it's it's seen in path as well that every league uh some problem does seem to arise at the start that might have been caught perhaps through a little bit more diligent testing um path still doesn't do one uh obviously they're going to do their their test for the the beta but um yeah the the quest line thing was probably the most glaring (laughs) Uh, as I uh, got to witness firsthand with everybody else, uh, uh, and thankfully was tuned in enough to know what to do when I encountered it. But I imagine there were thousands of other people that 
maybe sat out a season or coming back like oh cool robots and then like oh wait i can't i can't can't get my robot now well i'll just go play something else right it doesn't take much when there's a lot of competition um and that could have been caught so quickly but cool uh well gentlemen i've taken up a lot of time and thank you for showing up uh and nine ball we miss you um get better uh so let's close it out as we always do with a moo 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 moo